The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. Our resident GP, Eleanor Galvin, is with us to answer any questions you may have about why everybody on the entire planet seems to have had a respiratory infection in the last five weeks. If you are one of them or if you have anything else, if something has changed shape or colour or size or function or capacity in a way that slightly concerns you, 53106 at a cost of 30 cent or 087 1400 106 if you want to do it for free and for nothing. Um, funny, I, Eleanor, how are you, by the way? Good morning. Happy New Year Good. and such like. I, I found myself watching the Sackler TV thing. What is it? Dope Sick. Yeah. Having read the Sackler Dynasty book. And uh, there's an interesting question um, that comes in that relates almost directly to it. Could you ask, Eleanor, is one five milligram of Valium per day bad? Can I become addicted to that? Because I think the Sackler started with Valium, didn't uh, they? Wasn't that their big one to begin with? Um, it could well be. I haven't watched that. I've been too busy. <laughs> <laughs> five milligrams of Valium a day is actually a really, really bad idea and you'll become addicted really fast. Um, two to three weeks uh, to become addicted to benzodiazepines. They have a place in things like back spasm, uh, acute, huge situational problems where something awful has happened and you need to camp, somebody needs camp for a few days. But after that, if you continue to take five milligrams of Valium every day, soon you'll want 10 milligrams of Valium every day and soon 15, 20. And there's people who take large quantities, a big problem with being sold on streets and a big problem with it being abused. So the prescription of Valium, you can't give somebody more than four weeks at a time. And even that would be a long time to give it to them. Um, And then there's proof that as you get older, you get cognitive changes secondary to taking the benzodiazepine. In other words, you get kind of a little demented uh, that benzos are bad for your brain. It's funny because I'm surprised at how even still you hear Valium referred to colloquially as if it is nothing. I mean, I hear people who are scared of flying say, oh, well, I went and I got a Valium. Well, that's like, fine. You can have a Valium if you're flying. Um, even though I'd probably give you something maybe a bit shorter acting. Uh, so some people who, who have to fly and who may freak out flying and are sensible and you know them and you know they won't drink on the plane as well or do anything strange, then you can give them something like that that they take or going into an MRI machine or if there's a sudden death, Something like that, there's, that's the place for Valium. Not but it's a one-off for a crisis. It's a one-off for a crisis. Another, my left leg gets, I love ones that start my left leg, one yeah. leg specific. My left leg gets cold during the cold weather from my knee down to my foot. To fix it, I have to go walking. No issues with the other leg. I am a very active person in my late 40s. Any reason why this is the case? Can you get Raynaud's in a left leg? I don't think you get Raynaud's in just one leg. I think they're a person who should maybe go have a little checkup. That sounds extraordinarily odd. Strange to have it only one leg affected. One leg, yeah. I mean, it, it could be a vascular thing, um, which is in one leg, which would be more likely sinister than not if it's only in one leg. So get it they go at. get it looked at. Text saying, how soon do the symptoms of measles appear? This is a text that I am intrigued by because there was a time when the symptoms of measles didn't appear at all because we vaccinated them out we of did. existence. And we got an alert uh, yesterday from the Irish College General Practitioners. 198 cases of measles in Ireland at the moment. It has, you know, they used to talk about COVID having a row value was over one or was it less than one? So how quickly it would spread. Uh, measles has the highest row value of all disorders. It's 12 to 18. So for every one person who gets it, in an, in an unvaccinated population, 12 to 18 people will get measles. So it's probably the most contagious thing that we could possibly have. And this is why the vaccine was so <coughs> successful, because you got that herd yeah. immunity across a broad population yeah. that protected everybody. Yeah, so and now, um, now they're saying 
if you have a child between the age of 14 months and 10 years who hasn't had their MMR and if you'd like to rethink your decision um, or they haven't had their second one, for whatever reason, no judgment, go to your GP and have your catch up for free because if you have 198 cases with a row value of 12 to 18, you could very quickly have a lot of, of outbreaks. And in some areas of Ireland, the vaccination rate of MMR had dropped to 77%. So that means that you have a vulnerable herd. Um, so nearly a quarter of people in certain populations not getting vaccinated. In Ireland, yeah. Um, so that's why it's really important if you think your child hasn't had both to have it done because measles is with us now. I haven't seen a case of measles in over 20 years. It's fascinating. I, w- I was um, reading it because I have no life recently. Um, causes of death in Ireland in the early 1900s. Okay. And it's a litany of all of the yeah. things that we now vaccinate yeah. against. It's rubella, it's it's measles, yeah. it's all of those kind of things that, that you now think of yeah. as relatively minor illnesses. They killed our, thousands our, of If kids. you were to say in the adult mental handicap population, there would be people now that would have had measles as children that had very bad secondary side effects that would never have lived a fully functioning life and are in kind of in-state care, um, being cared for. By because it families. is that damaging measles, oh, is it? Not in everybody, but they'll always be vulnerable. Small babies are very vulnerable. Old people are vulnerable. Immunosuppressed are vulnerable. So that's why you also, it's not a nice thing for your child. And there are a lot of complications and people used to die from measles. But if you think you are missing an MMR and your child is between uh, 14 months and 10 years, go get it done. And that is, a, it's free from the GP? Free from the GP. Um, uh, another um, one relating to uh, one leg. I'm on Xforge. I'm having side effects, peeing a lot, hot flushes, swollen knee. It just says knee singular. It might be two, I don't know, but swollen knee. Doctors say not to worry, question mark. It doesn't sound terribly related to Exforge. What is uh, Exforge? Exforge is a, it, it, well, there's different combinations of Exforge. It's an antihypertensive medication that works in your kidneys. Um, so they could be from other things. Um, hot flushes? Is it a man or a woman? It's a woman. A woman, well, hot flushes come from lots of other things in women, uh, apart from your ex-forge. Um, Sorry, so, curiosity to get the most of me. I know that they are associated largely with menopause. Is there other stuff that is... Thyroid a- disorders. Really? Yeah. So sometimes people come in and think they're having menopause early and they actually just have a really bad thyroid. Uh, and they're actually kind of delighted because that's kind of a quicker thing to fix rather than being telling somebody they're menopausal at 42. Which is, thyroid, is thyroid acutely reparable or do you spend the rest of your life medicating it? You spend the left, but it's it with with a really cheap and cheery tablet. It doesn't do you any harm. You pop it like a vitamin, and it costs like two euros a month. Um, one saying, this we're 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 starting to, to hone in on, on a, uh, the the leg is becoming very common. Okay. Pain in bones of buttock. What is it? Now there's a challenging diagnosis. You have pain in the bones of the buttock. It, Tell us. It could be your <laughs> hips. It could be your sacroiliac joints. Uh, it could be you're sitting for too long. It could be because they're tired because you're not sitting enough. Who knows? That would be something where you'd need to examine the buttocks and decide. Is that one of those though? Is, is it like is it like in, in cars when you have an intermittent fault and the mechanic thinks, oh no, not one of these. I'm going to be at this for the rest of my life. Somebody comes in and goes, I have sort of general bone buttock pain. Do you think... I'm going to like. It's I going to think take I would forever. probably check their hips first to see do their hips go out and have a proper range because that could be it could be hip pain, uh, and then uh, then I would do an autoimmune panel for rheumatoid disorders. By the way, did you see the 93 year old fella um, in the papers during the week who was doing the an Irish guy who is setting fitness records at 93? He is apparently uh, effectively biologically in his mid 40s. 
Extraordinary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well worth a watch. Um, uh, texting, I finished antibiotics in late December. I still have my cough. It's so bad now it keeps me up at night. I also have a sore throat. I have no temperature. I get chills at night, particularly with very cold hands and feet. Is this viral or do I need to go back to the doctor? Which, of course, raises that whole thing of, doc, please give me an antibiotic. Should they work for everything? Uh, and they may well have had a bad infection. They may well have a little a little part that isn't quite cleared up in their lung. They may be what you call a walking pneumonia where they have this focus of infection still. They still grumble on sick. If you're coughing for that long, waking you at night, you probably need a chest X-ray and then it can be decided if you need more antibiotics. They kind of do sound sick. Is it me or did everybody get some kind of respiratory illness over the last six weeks? Because almost everybody I've spoken to has had COVID or RSV or some oh, it's nameless been savage. thing. It's been, I've never seen the like of it. I haven't obviously read a book or seen a 93-year-old do anything on, <laughs> on anything because all I've seen is, is coughing people. And they can cough for weeks and weeks after they've actually been sick. Um, and then the things to make sure they're not still sick. Text asking, can a fleeting moment of blurred vision be ignored? I had it once last week for five minutes, nothing before or after. It did feel odd at the time, but it hasn't returned. Should I get an eye test just to be safe? Now, I'm no doctor, Ellen. Yeah. But I have to say, if I went a bit blurry briefly, I'd have somebody look at it. Oh, absolutely. Because you might go a bit blurry this week and you might go blind next week. And not to be a panic merchant, but it could be glaucoma. It could be a whole load of things that are all pretty checkable by an optician. Uh, And if you're fine, you're fine. But God knows, go. Yeah. 39-year-old male, says a text, treated for general depression on sertraline for a few years. Mood is good, but I'm concerned over the long-term use of the medication. Any advice? Sertraline. Sertraline is a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. It is very mild. It is non-addictive. It doesn't really have any awful side effects. Maybe kind of erectile dysfunction things for men if they have it at the beginning. It's not that it'll get worse if they stay on it. Sertraline is a pretty innocuous thing to be on if his mood is good. Um, there was not any reason unless he feels fully better and then he's fully better of why that you could try weaning it off under discussion with your GP. If you've had r- multiple doses of depression, maybe sometimes you're wiser to stay on a little bit of that and you could be on sertraline until you're 102 without really any worries. Nor that you'd want more sertraline or you'd start seeking it on the streets. It's not that type of thing. It's very commonly described, very mild uh, and a very good drug. But I take it the active term in the middle of that is with your, in conjunction with your GP. Don't do this on your tot. No, and and just because he's actually saying it's working. Really, yeah. Are we coming out of the bleak period of respiratory problems? Are things looking up? Are you going to be able to read a book in the coming weeks, essentially, is what I'm asking you. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. Eleanor, as always, thank you so much. We have more than we could ever get to. We will, uh, as usual, we will try to gather them up and ask Eleanor then the next time that she is in. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.